And another massive welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. Thank you so much for taking time out and joining us today. Today's going to be a bit of a prophetic download, if that's okay. Uh, today I want to speak into a passage from which we understand some of how salvation is, some of about how it works. But I want to take a moment and encourage you with something I believe God is calling us as individuals and as a church to see. Today is simply called Digging Deeper. If you're new to our podcast, man, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Uh, I hope that our journey together will be a fruitful one for you. And for those of you who tune in each and every single week, once again, thank you for joining us. As always, we try to release this podcast every single Tuesday. And so you can get it on your platform of choice on every Tuesday. And the point of it is simply to spend some time together, 10, 15 minutes, uh, perhaps over a cup of coffee or tea or whatever it is, perhaps in your car on your way to work or to drop the kids off at school or perhaps at gym, wherever you are. Let's spend 10, 15 minutes together every week where we speak about something, anything that may help us become more like Jesus. And so as always, if you have not yet done it, please can I ask you, subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're on. Let's share it. Let's get these podcasts out to as many people as possible so that God's word can transform people's lives. So, as I mentioned, I want to be talking into a passage that speaks into the idea of salvation. Um, and I think there's a lot here that goes a bit deeper than we understand. Today's message is simply called Digging Deeper. Uh, there's a passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 that, that is amazing. And it starts in verse 10. It says this, According to the grace of God given to me, this is Paul, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Now, first off, we understand that this passage is speaking to uh, leadership and communication, but there's a personal application here as well. And it starts off by saying that our foundation is Jesus. Once we accept his love for us and respond to his sacrifice by choosing him to be Lord of our lives, King of our world, and then we allow everything he is and everything he did to become the foundation of our lives. The journey of discipleship and living for him as our King and Lord is then what we build on top of that foundation. What are we using our lives for? If the foundation is what Jesus did for us, then the walls and the roofs and the rooms and everything else of the house is how we choose to live from that foundation. The house we build is, in a sense, what we give back to God after he has given us the foundation. Now, no one moves into a building that only has a foundation, right? You don't, you don't build a building once the foundation is laid, then you move all your furniture in. No. You have to wait for a house to be built. And, and we need more. We, don't, we can't just have a foundation. And so for me, this is a bit sad when people settle for a life, a spirituality, a Christianity with a foundation, but nothing more. These verses actually clearly call us to be architects and builders on top of a given foundation. However, once we get that, Paul then kind of says, be careful what you build with. He gives us two groups of building materials, and I'm going to get into that in a moment. But then he warns us to choose 
carefully because what we build has to go through a testing, a fire. He says fire will come and test how we have built, what we have built our lives with and what materials we used. This fire is not something we'll decide if you get to spend eternity with heaven again. This is, this is something fundamental we need to understand about salvation. This fire is the fire to test what you have done with your life once you have chosen Jesus. In other words, what you choose to do with your one and only life will be evaluated. In this whole scenario, Paul says some things will come through fire and other things will get burned up. So his whole point here, his whole analogy is what we use to build is actually going to either survive through fire or get burned up completely. This is not to cause us harm, but in the end, this fire will help us get an eternal perspective on what we did with our lives. This then brings me to the two different groups of materials. And I'm going to start with the second group Paul mentions. He writes that we have the option of using wood, hay, and straw to build our houses uh, on top of the foundation of Christ. Why does Paul use these three materials in the second group? Well, first off, these three things are flammable. And so for the analogy that Paul is using here, they represent things that have no eternal value. All that they can do is add fuel to the fire. Wood, hay, and straw are not inherently evil or bad. These are not uh, evil things. These are not bad things, but they do lack eternal value value. So first off, wood, hay, and straw lacks eternal value. They, they're immediate, they're quick, but they are not long-lasting. Secondly, these things are cheap, right? Wood, hay, and straw are not the most costly building materials, uh, although some exotic woods are, are quite expensive. But the, the, the main idea here is that these three things are cheap, right? They, they, they're not expensive. They're not going to cost you a lot. These are cheap. Thirdly, these things can all be gotten above ground. Wood, hay, and straw are all above ground resources. They are obvious. They're easy to get. The, the effort required to get these pales in comparison to the second group. They are in large supply. They are common. It's easy to get hold of us, uh, get hold of it. So this first group describes materials that have no eternal value. They're immediate. They are cheap, and they are obvious, easy, and common. Again, they aren't bad. They are just what they are. So let's ask this important question. Is there some wood, hay, or straw that you have used to build somewhere in your life? They may not be everywhere, but in certain areas of your life, certain rooms in this building, there might be a little bit more firewood than you would like to admit. Where have we settled for immediate, cheap, and easy? Think about those three things. Where have you settled for immediate, cheap, and easy? Perhaps... This defines your relationships. You want relationships that are quick, easy, cheap. Perhaps this describes your approach to your career. You only take on jobs or projects that are quick, cheap, and easy. Perhaps this describes your diet and how you're treating your body. Everything you eat is quick, cheap, and easy. Perhaps this describes how you see your finances. You spend your money on what's quick, cheap, and easy. You get my point here. Is there somewhere in your life that you have, allow that you have allowed instant, cheap, and easy to become what you've chosen to build with. I'm just going to let that sink in. Perhaps you need to take a moment here and just go, God, help me see where wood, hay, and straw have become my material of choice. But this then brings us to the second group of material that Paul describes, gold, silver, and precious stones. Again, this is not a commentary on your salvation because the foundation is Jesus. This is a question about what are you doing with that resurrected life? If wood, hay, and straw represent what was quick, cheap, and easy, what does gold, silver, and precious stones represent? 
Well, the easy answer is they represent the exact opposite. Gold, silver, and precious stones represent things that not only last through a fire, but get refined by the fire. I love this. They don't get burned up. They get better through the fire. These, th- these are things that cost a lot. Gold, silver, and precious stones represent elements of extreme value. For a long time, humanity saw a nation's wealth as directly linked to their gold reserves. These materials are not in any way, shape, or form cheap. And lastly, these are all elements that you have to dig deep for. You have to look beyond the surface. You have to be diligent and patient. These things are opened up to those who are willing to wield axes and shovels and who are willing to get dirt under their nails. These things are the materials of the person who is diligent and persistent, who shows up every single day. So here's the picture, right? If we understand these, these contrasting pictures, we have, uh, we have cheap, quick, and easy, or we have eternal, expensive, and rare. Now, the choice seems obvious, right? It seems obvious enough. We should go for the second group. We should go for eternal. We should go for expensive and rare. But the second group is really hard to build a life with. For the time it takes to get a single bit of gold, you could have harvested an entire forest of wood. For the time it takes to get a single diamond, you could have cleared an entire field of straw. On paper, the choice seems obvious, but in life, where there is a clash between what we know is better op- the better option and the limited time available we have in our diaries, how often do we go for the quick, cheap, and easy? Often the, 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 the value that we have in our minds, the, the, the knowledge we have, when it's confronted with our limited time in our diaries, we often choose what's not best for us. But here's the good news that I have for you. We all have an option starting today to start building with a second group. We all have the option today to tear down the hay, straw, and wood. Hey, it's going to get burnt up anyway. You might as well tear it down today. And we have the option of choosing to start building with the stuff we have to dig deep for. The building won't go up fast. In the short term, life might not be as comfortable. But let me ask you, when did we start thinking faster was always better when it came to building a life? Great marriages are built with the precious stones year by year through decades, not weeks. Great ministries are measured in generations, not conferences. Great careers are not built in projects. They're built in sustainability and, and what you leave behind. The foundation of our life, Jesus, is the eternal word of God made flesh. Why are we trying to build fast on a foundation that is eternal? So can I encourage us today? I know it's easy. I know it's sometimes when you've got limited time available, we do what is quick and cheap and easy. But can I encourage you? Have a look at your life. Unpack where you may have allowed what is cheap, easy, and quick to define your life or perhaps just a single part of your life. And today can I pray that we begin to deconstruct in a positive way. We can begin to take down those places where we have allowed hay, straw, and just basically what's flammable to become what our life is built with. And let's replace it with gold, silver, and precious stones. Man, those those are things that are eternal. Those are the lives of individuals. Those are um, giving generous. These are things that the Bible talks about from cover to cover. The eternal qualities, the eternal aspects of the kingdom of God are what is costly, rare. What was the last one? Costly, rare, and, um, and difficult to get. Costly, rare, and um, uh, eternal. That's the word, eternal. 
Can I encourage you? Let's have a look at that. Let's have a look in our lives. Where do we need to find those important things? Because I believe God's calling us and it may be slow. He might give you one stone at a time. He might give you one bit of gold at a time and you might think, man, this is taking too long. But let's not get caught up in the rush and hurry of life to the detriment of what we're building for eternity. I pray this is again, I pray this has blessed you and encouraged you and inspired you this week to build with that which is eternal. Have an amazing week, everybody. We will see you again, same time, same place next week.